Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Val Year. They have a new album called Revolution Fear, which is released on July 16th via Wormhole Death Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Chad to share some more information about this release, as well as what the band has got going on. So, Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, John. You're quite welcome. It's great to be here. Great to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for writing some good music. Thank you for listening to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they sent it to me. I really didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> well, and if I want to keep my job, I got to talk to you. Get the rest of the world under those constraints. <laughs> Very true. I was like a zombie when I heard it beneath the machine. Let me tell you something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> great yeah his homework i like it sweet i've got my rainbow pad with all my notes in it all right see we love everybody that's true uh i really like the decor in your house oh not bad eh? not bad yeah we got a little uh if you could actually see around a little more you'd see my my big batman on the, the wall and my big star wars on the wall sort of a nerd that way wow okay <laughs> and my wife lets me do it she bought me the the shit so whoa yeah yeah. How cool is that? It is super cool. You know, the other day, speaking of cool wives, uh, I was like, I want to buy another guitar. And my wife was like, so do it. And I was like, ah. <laughs> So she let you do it? She let me do it. I mean, I would come home with guitars as if they were puppies at the Humane Society, Chad. <laughs> yeah. I'm really fortunate. Like, uh, my wife um, it always has my back music. Like, there's never, ever been a, you know, like a uh, conflict when it comes to music. Like when I need gear, when I need anything, she's just like, well, you need it, go get it. And I'm really fortunate that way. Mm-hmm. But babe, I need another reverb plug-in. You don't understand. <laughs> well, fortunately, I, I like, I'm not the most tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically it comes down to a microphone, in-ears, things like that. And, and it's like, you know, it can get expensive, but it's not common that I need them. And it's usually a one-shot deal, right? Yeah. You get it one. Good. It's not like a guitarist who... You know, my guitar player has, I think, like 15 guitars or something. Mm-hmm. My bass player has, you know, many guitars, many basses, you know. Even Nick, our drummer, he's got like two or three kits. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of two to three kits, does that mean that on the record we're hearing like an amalgamation of drum kits or many different snares or how does how did it work? No, it was all one, one, uh, one sitting, like uh, over the course of a couple days tracks were all done nailed no problems okay. all the same kit mic'd up and then sean does his thing our producer sean gregory and then he does his thing like uh does the edits etc yeah and it turned out like i love the drum sound on their album that's i think that's huge on any album like if the drums sound like shit but i can't even get through the record yeah you know that's yeah. chad that's the number one thing that uh young squire young buck guitar players have to learn when they're listening to a record is the two most important things are drums and vocals. It's true. And, and I mean, as a singer, when you say that it comes off egotistical, right? The vocals have to, but I mean, the, the focal point of most bands are the singers. Like it's very rare. You get someone like a Tommy Lee or, you know, uh, those types of, of people, you know, an Eddie Van Halen who overshadows everything, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it is the singer, um, that's why it's important that they know what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can get away with some stuff in rock 
vocals are still important. Obviously, not as important as like say top forty, but they, <laughs> <laughs> where the only thing you've got is T Swift and some 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 kid snapping his fingers off in the corner for a meal. Well, yeah. it's just unfortunate. Like, I just think it like music right now, especially rock music. I just feel like it's almost lost its place, you know. And it's where the underground, and and it's terrifying. But what it did do, like, you think like we're in a day and age where you know someone like Van Halen, you know, God rest his Eddie Soul. I mean, they didn't even have a record deal because it's so not super important anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's really frustrating because the most you can hope to make career-wise is, you know, like, especially in Canada, is as much as, like, say, a guy, you know, who owns his own business, like a roofer or something like that. But the, the downside to that is you have to be on the road 200, 300 days a year to make that money. So in a sense, you know, as much as digital, you know, uh, access killed music, in other ways, it will separate the men from the boys because the people who love it will continue to do it, whether they're making money or they're not. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really, un- you know, it, it's the, the catch 22, you, you know, everybody thinks cause they got pro tools in their basement that, you know, they can record an album and the proof is in the pudding with that. Like how many shitty albums do you hear? And, and that's not to put mine on a pedestal. It's to say like, you know, just cause I have, Photoshop. I'm going to take your album <laughs> off the pedestal. Hold on a second. <laughs> but just because I have Photoshop doesn't mean I take great pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it's really more, there's so much more to it. And, and it gets lost in, you know, when I was growing up, there was, you know, I knew two guys in my high school that were in a band. Right? Two guys. And now, like, everybody plays something, or people don't even have to play anything because they have machines that would do that. Right. Yeah. And all you have to do is take a cool picture and put your shit on Spotify and you're a rock star in your own mind, you know? So I think that whole thing is lost. I miss it. My mind is a pretty cool place. But talking about things (laughs) that that you miss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Big thundering drum sounds. Speaking of things that you miss, something that you mentioned there that I think is missing, unless I'm just not paying attention, which I kind of find hard to believe considering what I do with the podcast, is going back to my humility, is these larger-than-life personas or characters that we used to have in rock music that, that now get made fun of. The Tommy Lee, who used to get a lot of street cred, now gets made fun of. The Lars Ulrich, who used to get a lot of street cred, now gets made fun of because he went from a seven. And it's almost like people are afraid to be cool. I don't know if like yeah. hipsters made that not yeah. fun, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there was nothing like <laughs> my wife makes fun of me a lot because all my heroes growing up were all the long hair, leather pants, fire, sweat, you know, the, the rock swagger that I think is, is so, you know, when I was a kid, it was almost like superheroes, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you go to most, like, when I see a lot of bands nowadays, most of these guys look like they just got off work. They probably did. Right? Delivering and, pizza. And, well, maybe, but, but, you know, how, <laughs> why do I want to give uh, a dude, you know, 20 bucks of my money to watch him in his work clothes? Like, that's that's boring to me. And it's not like I'm all, you know, in, you know, leathers and stuff like that. But I definitely do something to change my appearance from work to, to the stage. And I don't understand, like, I mean, it got to a point where it got ridiculous, mind you, but, like, a guy like Tommy Lee really lived that shit. You know what I mean? I mean, stuff. And, uh, well, you've already said, said it, Chad. 
I know. I, I didn't even <laughs> make the connection. <laughs> this is my son Gabriel, by the way. He's the. Hey, Chad. Uh, he's the How's it going, Gabriel? How's it going, baby? Nice I, to meet you. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> How's you? I'm fantastic. Nice. Yeah. That's good. How old That's are you, good Gabriel? How old are you, son? <laughs> I'm always seven, but I look like I'm ten. I was gonna say you look almost as old as my daughter. She's thirteen. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. You look almost like the same height. Wow. Yeah, he is pretty tall. He's tall. Tall and skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Attaboy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like back to like what I was saying was like, um, you know, those guys really lived it. And unfortunately, it got to that point where they almost became parodies of themselves, right? Like it got so ridiculous after a while. Yeah. And because it got oversaturated. And then from there, you know, came along the grunge era or the Faith No Mores and the, and the things like that. And yeah, you're talking about larger than life rock personas, how they eventually became a parody of themselves. Right. But then, you know, the Faith No Mores and the Alice in Chains and stuff, man, they were singing about real stuff, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like almost silly to want the, the sex, drugs and the rock and roll. Whereas to me, I thought that was what made it exciting. It was striving for something you couldn't have. Right. Like music to me was an escape. And that, I mean, Alice in Chains is my favorite band of all time. But I don't want to sit and listen to how a guy wanted to die every day. You know, I want to think about the things that were intangible. You know, the stuff like the sex, drugs, and the rock and roll. And, and, you know, throughout your life, that does become tangible when you're in that field. Right? But apparently it became uncool to sing about it. I don't know why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you're married, Chad, there is no sex. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I don't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The explicit version, that's right. The explicit version. You're right, children. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to explicit it out. Then. Explicit it out. There you go. Okay. And yeah, then... I edit the video, so I'm like counting on if it's like explicit or not. Yes, he does edit the videos. Um, do you want me to make some notes about this one for you to edit some certain points, kiddo? Yeah. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. One second, please. <laughs> da, 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 da. Edit certain sections i'll just put edit certain certain sections yeah no i think it's 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 crazy right it's almost like anybody is looking for anything they can such as an experimental career decision which is what i'm going to call the saint anger snare drum sound oh um, my what that was about i yeah. still don't years later you know but it's like the guy who used to be on drum magazines where people were going man how did you do that seven stroke roll on the double pedal all of a sudden people are going that snare sound completely undoes his entire career. Like I, I don't, I don't think it does. It's just. <laughs> I think people are too quick to jump and be mean. Like it, it's like all of a sudden they're not. You know, they they do a, a, a one even if the whole album was shitty, which there's actually some really good things on that album as a whole, not so much. Yeah, but you know, there's some really great things on that. But like, you're just supposed to be incredible and amazing and make a great decision like all the time. You know, you're not allowed to do something shitty or, or lackluster ever once just to try. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a terrible decision. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's, it's unlistenable. Yeah. But do I hate Metallica face? You know, like all of a sudden Lars Ulrich just is shit yeah. because of that. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't hate music because of uh, Nickelback. You know yeah, what I mean? Careful, <laughs> Well, I know, and you're pretty close because your name is Chad. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know, I choose Chad Gray for my veins. 
There we go. <laughs> Boom. That's one of my life goals, actually, is to call Chad on Skype and be like, yo, baby, what's up? And do my intro and everything. And, and, uh, and your goal's complete now. That's right. And then, then it'll be, it'll, my, my life will be complete. And I thought it's really weird that that guy, you know, like Nickelback to me or just, I don't know, it's like watered down pop to me, right? Like it's just, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, you do what you do, I guess. Like you can't, I try not to, to shit on people who just do what they're good at. Like yeah. if he did a, a, a like a, a thrash album, I would feel silly for him, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I don't have to like it. But in the same regard, I'm surprised how many people respect him in the business, right? Like when I see the people he hangs out with, like he was great friends with time like Daryl or he was, you know, he's close with, you know, Jerry Cantrell, sorry, Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. That, that astonishes me. Hmm. I, I don't understand. Like maybe he's just a cool, cool dude. I don't know. But I mean, as far as like rating them all in the same musical world, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. There's no artistic integrity in people back and I, I'll go on the record and say that. You are on the record saying that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we hit record. <laughs> but it's just the way I feel. Like, there's just some bands that I think, you know, they just don't resonate with me for whatever reason. And, you know, people, some people are afraid to acknowledge that. It's like, I'm not saying Nickelback suck, because clearly they don't. You know, clearly they know something I don't, and they're doing something better than I'm doing it. But do I believe he's sitting there at home going, my, my heart, my soul is really in this. He's going, no, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, $100 million, thank you very much. That's my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of being a chef and going into the kitchen and going, recipe book? I don't need that. I'm going to wing it today. Yeah. Well, I think he's following the recipe book. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't. Like, I, I don't understand music from a, a theory perspective at all. Like, I don't I don't have any training. I don't have any kind of, you know, I don't know what notes go where. I hear music and I sing over top. So fortunately for me, my ignorance has been bliss. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, taking that into this record that we have, yes. what, what is this record, Revolution Fear? What, what did you guys set out to create? Well, what happened was it was kind of cool because we had done an EP and we called it the Fire EP. And we were just finishing up an EP called Dirty. And we got the call from Wormhole Death Records and, and uh, Carlo. And he, was, he really loved our stuff. And he said, well, when can you guys have an album done? Mm-hmm. And we had only released uh, the Fire EP, you know, in our circle, right? We weren't really pushing it too hard or... We were just doing it because we love doing it. And then I've known the guys in the band for years, like we've been together. And, um, you know, Nick being the guy who's been in the, the least amount of time, but he's like an old soul. He's just kind of always feels like he's always been there. Right. I've known Joe since I was 10. I've known Jeff for 10 years. So it, it's all just kind of like really worked. And when he called us, I was just like, well, we're just about to put this out. Why don't you meld these two together and make it one album? Because it sounds very cohesive. We're very fortunate in that sense. Like, you know, all our stuff tends to sound like it comes from the same batch. Right? Like, when you, when you melt these together and we will and release it, and while you're doing that, we will, we will record the next one. Right? So we're in the middle, actually, right now of recording a new album for Wormhole Death. But this one has been released now. And it's cool because those who, who are waiting for the second EP, 
they get it all at once now, right? And people who didn't know of us because of the Fire EP get it all now. And so we just call it Revolution Fear, just basically based on what's going on in the world right now. Like, you know, I don't think there is a revolution anymore. I think we're afraid to speak up. I think we're afraid, you know, to have an opinion that differs from the, the popular one. And I think that's, you know, in the words of the, you know, great Corey Taylor, when everything matters, eventually nothing will. You know, what stand could you possibly take? You know, what, you know, when you disagree with the masses or you disagree with these social justice warriors nowadays, it's terrifying. You know, you will be shamed and out-talked and talked into a circle and told how stupid you are for having a different opinion. Like, how fucked up is the world right now? Right? Yeah. And that's what I where that came from. You know, Joe came up with that title and it just rang so true because it's just how I feel. Like, I don't understand the world I live in right now. You know? And I'm not even sure I care to. <laughs> you know? It's, it's a pretty terrifying world out there. Like, I worry about my daughter. My daughter's 13. Yeah, you know, I have older children too, but you know, I'm, I'm you know, my younger one is the one I fear for, because she doesn't like this this technology, this age where you don't, um, you know, her attention span like, and I'm just as bad. I got to admit, like with technology, I'm not tech savvy, but I've got a phone, and that might be one of the worst inventions in history, because my head is really up from it, yeah. you know. Yeah, and same with hers, like sitting beside her on her tablet. I just think about, you know, and that's kind of what it is. This this world right now terrifies me, you know. I'm making a note. Terrifying tech. Yes. Yeah. The, I, it kind of feels like, maybe it's because I'm old, that life didn't really start changing too much drastically until probably about the last 10 years. And all of a sudden it's been light speed in the wrong direction, it feels like. And I don't know if I'm just old. Or if it, we are actually headed in the wrong direction and we're going to hit a wall at some point. Well, I think we it, it has no choice. Like I think it has to come crumbling down. And I think, you know, this whole thing that's going on in the world right now is going to speed that up. Yeah. You know, like this whole COVID thing and the, the theories behind it and, you know, the, the conspiracy quote, conspiracy theories are the ones that, you know, um, you know, like to me, it's like the whole thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, and there's, you know, I want somebody, I, I would love for somebody to change my mind. Like, I'm I'm that kind of person. Like, I want to know what makes you tick, right? So if you can change my mind, I encourage that kind of thinking. Mm. I want somebody to say something to me that, that makes me think different, right? But when something is just so blatantly obvious, it, it terrifies me that people are just like, huh, oh, all right. You know, like one day the government said, do this. And we just said, sure, no problem. Yeah. And nobody, nobody ask questions and when they did they were shut down yeah. right that's terrifying to me yeah you know the so law it, it either, yeah sorry go ahead the law is a dangerous thing because people follow it well and if you give you know social media right now if you give an idiot a pedestal they'll use it mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah we have all these people you know and, and you know when they ask me well what do you think's going on chad and it's like i don't know but i know it's not this <laughs> you know like yeah. I'm sure it's not this. Yeah. You know, well, where are you getting your information from? Your phone? And it's like, well, where do you get yours from? You know, like, we're all getting our information from the same place, you know, from the same devices. Yeah. You know, it's where you're choosing to look. Like, I watch Google change daily. I'll search something and search the same thing a couple of days later and the information's gone. That's not conspiracy theory. That's like my eyes, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it gives me lots of stuff to write about. 
I'm never short of topics. But, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm in recovery. I don't do drugs. So it's like there's no, you know, it's not like I'm smoking a bunch of pot and coming up with all these theories. You know, it's like it's all right there. And it freaks me out. Terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of phones, Wormhole Death just called you out of the blue. Did, I guess, did you come across their radar somehow? Did, were you already at some point? Did you send them the EP maybe at some point? Like, how did... How did Carl well, call you out of nowhere? Guy, guy reached out to me, and my guess is probably one of their people or a friend of Carlos or, or something okay. like that. He reached out and he said, hey, I, I, he discovered us um, on some social media site somewhere. And he heard one of our tracks. And he's like, I know a guy. And it was really bizarre because he didn't say, my, my, uh, like, I work, I'm a scout for this. He said, my friend runs this label. Right. And I think you guys would be right up his alley. And he said, this is his name, this is his email address. So I reached out to him and I sent him Beneath the Machine because we had just finished the video for that. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and then we had a couple other tracks posted. We had Fall Too Far and Like a Zombie. Right. And he heard those tracks and he was just like, you know, his response is what really intrigued me into wanting to work with him in the first place. It was just, you know, and it wasn't, you know, the you guys are awesome sort of vibe. It was like, you know, he, he really critiqued the songwriting, but in a positive manner. Like, you guys write great songs. And, and he goes, you guys sound like exactly like what we would want to work with. Yeah. And that's really what, you know, I didn't feel like he was kissing our ass or anything. I felt like he was being very sincere. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do take a lot of pride and time in writing songs. So I know the work I put into it. So when it was noticed, it was really easy to to accept the compliment and, and then he threw it out there and he threw it through the offer out. We went back and forth and it was great and everything's been fantastic. Like they have more than held up their end of things. You know, they, they, uh, they're just really easy to work with. And, um, like I are, like I've never met Carlo cause obviously he's in Italy, mm-hmm. but you know, I feel, you know, him and his assistant, Nat, I talk to them almost every day for whatever reason, wow. you know what I mean? And it's like, they, they, they keep tight. Uh, you know, they work tight with you. Mm-hmm. always and it's always positive you know have a blessed day have a great day you know like every it's not just business as usual yeah. and and that's the kind of thing i need i don't really dig you know um robot type relationships you know i'm just not into that in any way shape or form i can't i'm not built for small talk you know what i mean <laughs> never have been really <laughs> listen man you can't give me your two cents because canada got rid of the penny <laughs> So knock it up to five cents or get out of here. That's going to be my Facebook status. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's one of my favorite comebacks. I got a few I got a few of my favorite comebacks. Like, whatever floats your boat will water. So if there's anything that's <laughs> floating your boat other than water, tell me where you're at, what you're on. I'd like some. Um, whatever makes you happy. I'm like, unless it's strangling people. Right. Um, <laughs> Hey, sometimes that works. Sometimes that works. Yeah, I guess it depends on who, who you're strangling. Um, <laughs> you know, and the other day, actually, at my work, somebody just randomly walked up to somebody on our patio and, and just punched one of our customers. And it, I just, it just came to full force, like, you know, do what makes you happy, other than going up to a stranger on a patio who's enjoying their evening and punching them in the face. Like, any, oh, you know. We frown upon that. <laughs> yeah, we, we frown upon that. You found something other than water to float your boat, sir. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the two cents thing, 
Well, Canada got rid of the penny, so I can't do anything with two cents, but you could, no. you could knock it up to and a nickel. Even at the stores, they round it. When it's to their benefit, they round up. Yep. When it's to our benefit, they round down. If they owe me two cents, it goes down to 10 from 12. If I owe them two cents, it goes up to 15. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beneath There's, the machine, man. That's right. Damn that machine. Damn that machine. Da, 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 da. <laughs> got, I got to smash some TVs in that video. It was pretty fun. I bet. I bet it was fun to smash a TV. I didn't know they pop as loud as they pop. It sounds like a gunshot. If it's a tube one, yeah. Was it a tube one? Yeah. Yeah. They were all tube ones, yeah. Yeah. Because there's there's uh, a filament in there. Yeah. Cool. See, science. Yeah. Science. We chatted about so, massive drum sounds. We chatted about drum personas. We even chatted about guitar personas, such as... Eddie Van Halen, and there's still some original guitar personas kicking around still. Paul Gilbert's still kicking around. Steve Vai's still kicking around. Yeah, Steve Vai, man. His album, uh, uh, Sex and Religion, mm-hmm. that album, Evan Townsend singing, mm-hmm. that changed my life. That's such, like, unreal. And it's one of those lost albums and everything on it, like Terry Bozio and T.M. Stevens. Like, yeah. those, that just doesn't happen anymore. No. You know? No, and it it's, doesn't. Again, like, why not? Everybody's afraid to be awesome. Like, why? why? You know? Oh, you're just wanking off. And it's like, yeah, but fuck, man. Like, I get sick of not hearing some doodly doodly, you know? I, you know, there's a band called Lions at the Gate, and it's a couple of guys from El Nino. And, like, that, you know, that whole, um, you know, metal, new metal type thing. Yeah. But it's cool because the drummer, you know, he's playing away and he's flipping his sticks and he's, you know, and it's, but it's like new music, but they're doing the old school drumming. And, like, to me, that stuff was. You know, the shit that made me want to look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. I listen with my eyes too, I guess, you know? Listen with your eyes. <laughs> you eat with your eyes, you listen with your eyes. I wonder if we do anything else with our eyes. Anybody listening in who wants to comment on anything else that we do with our eyes, that would be fan freaking tastic. All right. <laughs> Chad, we chatted about the album Revolution Fear. We chatted about there's an album coming up. We chatted about uh, your thoughts on how awesome Wormhole Death is. So shout out to Nat and Carlo. And um, what else we do? We chatted about uh, terrifying technology. What else we chat about? Chat about Beneath the Machine, Like a Zombie, a couple of music videos. Yeah. I think we covered everything. And if we didn't cover anything in 27 minutes, then I don't know what we could cover. <laughs> I think we did it, man. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. And hopefully we can do it again, man. I'll be listening to your thing now. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, as long as the new album doesn't suck, we'll have you on. <laughs> well, I can't promise you. Okay. But we're going to try damn hard. Sweet. Give me some long <laughs> hair and some leather. Media you're on, brother. Add me. Sorry? I'm on it all. Add me on all your social media. Okay. Can do that. All right. I'm on it. Sweet. All right. I'm stopping that one. I'm stopping this one. <laughs> <laughs>